So we're back with the Jupiter Take here. Uh, we're going to finish up the Meals series. You stole my line with that. I did. I did. I I, I thought I wanted, you know, I kind of wanted to bring it back. but you panicked. I, I did. So, yes, we haven't been behind the mics for a while, and we were trying to come up with a, a plausible explanation uh, to all of our fans as to why we haven't been, and we came up with nothing. So... Uh, There's never a good reason not to be there for the fans. Yeah. But we're here. And so meals. Uh, we've talked about them probably more than people care to listen to, but we're going to finish it off tonight. This is not true. Everyone loves meals, and you know this. Yeah. And we gave such great facts, you know, as far as meal opportunities. Everyone's been dying for this episode. You've, you've got to think about the fact that, you know, y- you have a finite number of meal opportunities in your life, and what do you do with them? And so today we're going to talk about dinners, which, you know, is arguably the progression. one of the best. It is. More preparation goes in, I think, to dinners than, than certainly lunch and breakfast. Yeah, I would say it's in the top three of the meals of the day. That's probably true. Probably true. Very good. Yeah. So I think when we first started thinking about, yeah, yeah okay. Uh, when we first started thinking about this idea of, of doing a series, you know, kind of dinners prompted me to, to think about it in these terms is, you know, how many dinners do you have, you know, opportunities and what do you do with them? And as I'm getting older, uh, I'm realizing that so many dinners that I've had in the past have been just feeding the kids. Yeah. And, you know, money is mattered or availability and what will the kids eat? And those aren't considerations anymore. You know, now, it's just what I want and what Heather wants and what's that money can eat. It, well, exactly. <laughs> yes. That's probably an episode that we'll never make, but yeah, dietary restrictions yeah, are, right. are, they're a real thing. Ladies and gentlemen, they are a real thing for a lot of people. Yeah. No, uh, thankfully I've never had that in my life. Uh, and if you've seen me, you know that I've, he probably doesn't have any restrictions on what he eats and he eats the wrong stuff all the time. But so anyway, you know, dinners, you know, to me, without having the limitations of family and monetary, it's like whatever you want. There's so many options and dinners can be complex. They can be simple. Dinners to me is the most vast meal of the day, right? When you think about breakfasts and, and, and you think about lunches, Actually, it's breakfasts, is it just not breakfast? Breakfasts. There's not. There's not a. I, I. I don't think there's a zzz on the end of that. Okay. I, I may be wrong. Well, if okay. So, I mean, that's your perspective. Thank you for that. I'm thirsty. Mm-hmm. It also could be very true. So, um, but the so there's breakfast and there's lunch, right? And you know, I. But I think that dinner is obviously the one that has the most options, like you said, and it can be the most. Um, that's, you can go with, a man, you know, it, it's been a little bit since we've, uh, since we've had a podcast. Um, so you froze right there. Yeah. 100%. You know, and in years past, I probably would have edited that out. No, I'm, I'm not going to. This is real. Yeah. This is like, this is how we do things. And, and just so everybody knows, you know, while we're talking about this, we had so many conversations about so many things. Yeah. Uh, we've been together uh, for three and a half hours today, and we just started this, and we're several drinks and a couple shots into our day, 
as should be well, for I, the Juby take because I feel like that's what this whole thing was built off of. It really was. So any um, any mistakes that Adam will make, whoa, under, whoa, understand. Whoa, resent that. Truthful, but I resent it. Yeah, understand that that he doesn't hold his liquor well. Okay. So now, uh, yes, dinners. There's there's so many different concepts. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. You know the prepared dinners. Yes. At home that you cook, right. you know, from scratch. Right. Then you're talking about ingredients. You know, do you, you know, shop at Sprouts or do you shop at Walmart? Are you getting Kirkland or are you getting, you know, the top brand? Exactly. Know, Jiffy peanut Okay. Butter? So Jiffy. What do you, you, <sighs> is it Jiff or Skippy? That's what it is. I, I combine the two. Yeah. Peter Pan. Whoa. Yeah, peanut butter, peanut butter is the best. So, all right, that's another podcast. Yeah. So ingredients. Yeah. And all of that. Right. There's and levels. then and then preparation. Right. So there's that aspect of a dinner. Oh man. There are one of the things that that you know we've realized because we're such on the go people. Yeah. Uh, we don't always have time. Okay. To. Uh, you know, construct a meal, uh, plus the fact that the only person that can cook in our family is Heather. Uh, <laughs> well, although I your, do. Hey, hey, in your household, mister. Yeah, okay. Family. No, good point. Thank you. Uh, although I do make a, a great French toast, uh, I make pretty good tacos. And um, are you putting yourself in the good cook category of this family? No, no, gosh, no. Okay, uh, I'm just saying there's some things that I make that are absolutely <laughs> incredible. Are you just throwing it out there for the fans if they ever need to know? Uh, I just want them to things. know that if if somehow I'm left alone on this planet, I won't okay. starve to death. <laughs> I'll, I'll be able to make a couple things. I'll get tired of French toast and tacos eventually, but yeah, I won't. Yeah, I no, won't perish. I, I'm not really sure that that's possible, but that's okay. Yeah, so. Uh, but one of the things, again, and we're an on-the-go family, there are some frozen dinners, you know, not the Hungry Man, Swanson, yeah, Salisbury steak stuff, but like Amy's, Amy's frozen entrees. Really? Are really good. I mean, I'm down for like a frozen pizza, but that's about as far as I go as far as uh, try, try Amy's. 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 They okay. have They have a wide range of things, you know, from... Uh, enchiladas and now you know me and I'm I'm a picky eater for those you know yeah. is, is Amy's okay for that yeah okay well and the other nice thing you mentioned dietary limitations yes we do have that in our household and Amy's has some non-dairy uh, vegan options their pad thai they make a, a non-dairy vegan enchilada just to make sure everyone's sure we're not sponsored by Amy's, just so everyone's sure. Well, we're hoping to be someday. Well, I've, if we I've throw it out there enough. Send out some feelers. We'll, we'll see. Hey, we'll see what happens. But the flavors are really good. So, okay. so the, the, the stigma of the frozen entree, although correct in a lot of cases, yeah, not all. Okay. So you have the frozen aspect. And earlier you said that there's different preparation times. Right. And then someone, you talk about dinner, you know, you can take a couple of days to prepare dinner or you could take 30 minutes to prepare dinner. Yeah. And there's all the, that's a wide range. And for me, I think I'm just now getting into my kind of 
exploration of that preparation and what different meals you can do in different amounts of times. But that adds so much different options and different, you know, depths of flavor and different stuff like that. But that's, it all depends on whether you can or not, you know, are you willing to spend that much time on and it doesn't matter to you. Oh, exactly. Yeah. What kind of investment do you want to make in a meal? Yeah. What are you trying to get out of it? And again, meal opportunities, what is your reward? Okay. Is the meal just satisfies your hunger? You're no longer hungry or is it something that you sit back in the chair going, Hmm, that was pretty good. And I'll put Amy's in that category. Yeah. And then the meals that you want to call somebody and tell them about it. Well, it's like, I, you know, I, I lived with, um, you know, Kyle Petra for a little while and, um, you know, he would do a meal plan, you know, and he would cook his chicken for his whole week almost, it seemed like, or at least for a couple of days all at one time and, and divvy that up. And I just am complete. I, I make sure I will take the meticulous time to make sure every little bite is as delicious as it can be. And I just, what do you think creates that in each person? Like, why do you think that certain people want to do I mean, like you said, it depends on what you're trying to get out of it. But I mean, I, I still feel like I'm trying, I want to be healthy. I want to do the thing, you know, the things that Kyle was doing, but I, okay, I let's let's go back to what your comment because I think yeah. it's interesting. You said Kyle uh, would make chicken for the week right. for multiple meals. Yeah, and you said that you were interested in making every bite as tasty as possible. Yeah, was Kyle not making his chicken tasty? Was he taking shortcuts so it wasn't good for? Each meals because I don't think I think I mean, you, I, mean it's, it, I think it's 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 just a different mindset you know when you're putting it in there and you're thinking about cooking for I mean uh, you know multiple meals I didn't see him put the care into his meals you know as he was doing it to make sure that every bite would be as flavorful I think that that to have that almost for me to have that I want to use the word integrity with my food but I think that's a little harsh but. I think that, you know, go ahead, use it <laughs> to Seriously. use when it comes to the integrity with my food, you know, I want to make sure that it's fresh. Everything that I cook is going to be to the pinnacle of what it could be. And so, that's, okay. So that's there what you I go. want it to be. And so, you know, when he's cooking it, day three chicken isn't as good as day one. Maybe he, you know. So okay. So I'm glad I asked that question because that, that makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, plus that, you know, a chicken cooked for, uh, you know, chicken enchiladas is different than chicken that's cooked for a different, you know, chicken piccata. You know, and that is another way when we can really go off into, into dinners is you're really making one dinner into another even, you know, and being able to recur- you know, repurpose certain right. aspects of a dinner into another and not wasting things. I think that that's something to be said when it comes to dinners is how much is wasted as well. Being from a big family, you know, I don't think that we wasted too much, but I don't really know. You know, I don't. I wasn't throwing everything away. No, we didn't. But again, you know, that's that's an aspect of, you know, the society when it comes to food in this country is waste, and that's a whole other conversation that we could get into. But right, we're not going to because <laughs> it's depressing. <laughs> uh, but no, the idea that repurposing, so you have leftovers. Yeah. Now, I've never been a big leftover fan. Me neither. I 
you know, heating up something the next day that you had never really, I won't say never, very seldom is, is my preference. No, and I think that's why I use the word repurpose. With the exception of certain meals. Yeah. There are certain dishes. Heather makes fantastic chili, and chili a week later is, is probably better. Oh, for sure. Than the first day. Yeah. Uh, for my birthday recently, she made chicken enchiladas, and she makes incredible chicken enchiladas. And you have it that night, and you try not to eat so much that you're sick, but knowing that there's enough that you get it again tomorrow. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm not that interested in leftover, you know, anything else that we eat. So, okay, so you have the, the cooked-at-home meals. Yeah. You have some of the frozen meals. Yep. There's an amazing amount of really bad stuff out there that, that they're selling. Yes. And, you know, kind of flavorless, you know, it's a big package of Stouffer's lasagna. Talking about ingredients? No, the frozen meals. Okay. Okay. But then also dinners are a lot about, you know, going out to dinner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And restaurants. That's huge. I'd say, yeah. That's and then you look at that and the wide range of places. And you know, I know we haven't talked a lot about it, I don't think, on podcasts, but the number of restaurants that stay in business or chains that stay in business selling just passable food. It's just not that good. But it's not horrible. You know, and it's frustrating because I want you to tell the story of the the restaurant that's by your house that you know they they serve a, a you know a fish dish that you know fried fish it's probably better than a lot of the fish dishes that are around you know where you are but they're you know they they weren't able to continue it right right so what Adam's talking about is is a food truck yeah called Mingos and with Mingos and and the whole food truck experience. You know, oh, we didn't that. we didn't do a lot of food truck stuff when we were in the East Valley, but now that we're out west, there's a ton of food trucks in the Levine area, and not as many restaurants as we were used to. Yeah, and we came across this Mingo's, and he's he's a great cook, he's a great chef, and he had Friday night fish. Yeah, and it was a a battered deep fried cod, I believe. And I don't like fish for the most part. Uh, halibut, swordfish, you know, there are some things that, that I find good. Uh, but generally fish, no. And fried fish, no thank you. Right. Uh, even I liked it. It's just incredible. The batter is so light and the fish is so fluffy. And, and it's just like his tartar sauce was incredible. Sometimes things are just done so well. You just, whether you like it or not, you can't deny exactly. that it tastes well. Exactly. But I had a conversation with him one night because he discontinued his Friday night fish. And I asked him why. And he said, I, well, I can't compete because there's a tavern down the street that serves, you know, all you can eat for $9 or whatever it is. And, and there's another bar uh, the other way, you know, a mile down the road that, that serves their fish all you can eat for 8 bucks or whatever it is. Their fish isn't nearly as good. I mean, not even close. And he was serving his for 10 for three big pieces and French fries. And he had to stop doing it because he couldn't compete with these places that were, you know, all you can eat 
and that's kind of sad. And it's tough to do when you have a food truck or you have you know, some a smaller business to be able to compete with some of the bigger, you know, biggest businesses that are giving, like you said, that are giving the mediocre food, you know, the Denny's and the different places that have maybe been over open for so long and they give these, you know, mediocre meals for dinner and for whatever other meal that may be coming along for those meal opportunities. You know, and the fact that people just continue to choose them over, you know, for convenience, you know, right. Cause the other places are just throwing their frozen fish back in the freezer you know, at the end of the night and, and anything he doesn't sell, he has to get rid of because it's not frozen. Yeah. It's integrity. So, like I talked about earlier when it comes to the ingredients and cooking at home, you know, you know, hopefully you know, I think people try to, well, I do. I think that people try to bring the integrity of that food into the restaurants, but it's hard to do. It's hard to keep that balance, especially when you don't have the clientele or the people. Right. Cause you don't know, you know, you're, you're out on the street and you don't know how many people are going to show up any particular night. So, okay. As, as far as meal opportunities and, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, at home and, and the convenience of frozen food and, and your four minute meal. Yeah. Um, and then the restaurants and then there's, you know, the destination restaurants. They're the place that you go. And oh, to man. me, it's always been interesting because I've seen multiple restaurants go out of business that were fantastic restaurants and they're so good that they become a destination restaurant. So it's a special event restaurant. Right, okay. I don't want to go here. You know, I want to go here on a night that it's somebody's birthday or it's a special event and you don't, it's not the place that you go on a regular basis. Is that a pricing thing? It can be partially pricing, but I think you're also talking, you know, quality and and you want that special place to go you don't want to over you know I, I find that to be hard you think about you don't want to like over um over exert your palate to that taste right or you know you don't want to like continue to have that same thing maybe you just overdo it but it is like why would you not want to do that with something you love right so wow overusing the palate you know, that's an interesting way of looking at that. And that's... Well, like you can be... No, it's... No, it, you can totally be sick of something that's absolutely delicious. Yeah. You can be something you you love and is in it, you has been a staple in your house forever, but you just have had too much of it, so you won't have it again. Right. I don't know. Well, there used to be a place over by where we lived uh, in Tempe on Night Lane, Elliott and Rural. There was a, a restaurant that's now an Indian place, I believe. It was okay. right on the corner. John and Diane will remember this place. <laughs> they, they, already, they, they already yelled it to each other. <laughs> yeah. They had the best lobster bisque on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Now, I've not had lobster bisque everywhere on the planet, but I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm going to take that leap because okay. it was so good. Okay. It was like a bowl of butter. <laughs> but like, okay. With some lobster flavor in it and, <laughs> and chunks of lobster. I was going to say a bowl of butter doesn't sound too good. Oh, well, I can't believe you call yourself my son. <laughs> uh, a bowl of butter is the best thing. Okay. So Some anyway. hot chocolate with a layer of butter on top is good, okay? Uh, a bowl that's, of butter is Okay, different. the butter gets there from dipping your toast into the I hot chocolate. I know how it gets there. I'm well, just, you, not everybody knows that. I know. I just, this isn't I, something you can just assume that people it, know. Well, I figured that anyone listening right now has listened to a podcast enough to know what's going on. About the Cocoa and Toast podcast. Yeah. Okay, possibly. Okay, but, maybe. All right, took the leap. But that's one of those restaurants that 
we didn't go to that often when we lived just down the street. And I loved it. And it wasn't that I couldn't, you know, afford to go in and have a bowl of lobster bisque. Right. It was just kind of a special event destination for us. Yeah. And then they went out of business and they're no longer there. It's a, it's a different restaurant. So what's, you know, with that, are you, are you suggesting that people should just go out to eat to support their local restaurants as much as possible? I don't think I was saying that at all. Okay. I was just making sure. Yeah. No, it just, it's, it's hard to say why, you know, we go to places only on special occasions. You're right that, you know, at times it is financial that, you know, going to a place and spending $200 on a dinner, you know, it's probably not a three times a week kind of event. (laughs) Uh, But still there are places that we hold as, as special places and we use them as special events. Right. At least that's the excuse I'm using. Why I well, know, I mean, it could didn't be, have more of the lobster bisque. And it's true. And I mean, it goes to all levels because, you know, people would... I've worked in the restaurant business for a while and we've alluded to that multiple times. But, you know, for me, people would come to Chipotle and say, hey, this is my splurge, you know, for wow. the week. No, I'm serious. And it's, it's like, it, it seems... It's just it seems, sad. Yeah, it seems really crazy but you know that's that's the that's the realism of it so do you do the best you can to enjoy the meals opportunities that you have yeah and i guess you know who am i to say that any particular you know places is below a standard of of being that special event place so what do you think of the brisket that they have you tried that i haven't okay no i tried it i did i had a piece of it um now i it's interesting when it comes to chipotle the ingredients and everything that they have is, is it's a different flavor when you have it fresh like we've already talked to in this meal you know and having something at the peak you know part of cooking it the day of and then, then eating it three days later you know it's even the same when you eat it a couple of hours later so um when i had it i'm not going to judge it based on that working there for so long i know that i probably had an older piece and it wasn't as good as it possibly could have been I personally think that it was a weird flavor to have in Chipotle. I think that it did for a barbecue. I I have never had barbecue meat with a Mexican style meal before. And um, I guess like for me, I just wanted to dip it in some barbecue sauce and eat that. But that's just maybe that's the American side of me that just wants to dip it in the uh, okay. barbecue sauce. It's a very good answer. I was looking for more of a yes or no, it's good or bad, but oh, I'm, that was quite quite yeah, elaborate. No, yeah, no, you're going to ask me about Chipotle. You're going to get a real Chipotle answer. Yeah, okay. you should have known that. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> okay, so so dinners, you know, of course, breakfast for dinner is always a great idea. Always. It, yeah, it's it, it's just hard to say. There are so many options now, and then we haven't even talked about delivery. Oh, you know, man. so you can have anything delivered now, you know, there's Postmates and, and all the other, what are the other ones? Yeah. There's Uber Eats and there's DoorDash. DoorDash. And you know. Yeah. There's a dozen different ways to have the food delivered to you. Right. Uh, and almost every restaurant, certainly the pandemic, oh, yeah. you know, kind of forcibly created a, you know, that kind of, 
of application of their food. It's the only way they could get it out because you couldn't go into a restaurant. More than anything, it just it pushed it into yeah. that way faster than it would have in 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 because you've been doing that for a while. Food was already pushing in that direction. Food was already going towards a delivery, you know, backing, and it. Uh, I think that the pandemic just it pushed things years in advance when it came to delivery and yeah. food and that kind of stuff. So, which made a lot of restaurants suffer. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Some food travels. Yeah. Some food doesn't. Oh, absolutely. There are some food that if, if, if it's cooked and put in front of you in a plate at a table, it's really good. But 15 or 20 minutes later in a styrofoam container, which sweats like crazy, Right. So your French fries are no longer crisp. Now they're soggy. Oh, yeah. And all all kinds of issues happen from that. So you have to know what you can order and what you can't. I know when I go down to Mingo's and pick up food, first thing I do, because it's piping hot and it's only, you know, less than a quarter of a mile from our house, I pop those styrofoam containers open and let the food breathe. Oh, yeah. So that it's not soggy and wet when I get it home. And they, yeah, any rolls you have, you flip them over so there's any moisture on the ball. Oh, yeah. There's a routine that you have to deal with when it comes to delivery just to make sure that it's the best that it possibly can be. So by doing that, are we settling at that point? Are we accepting the flaws of, of delivery food and trying to make it as good as possible? I think that people have to, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's understandable if you have a craving and that if you really need you know, a burger from Red Robin and you're waiting for those steak fries to come, even though they won't be as good as in the restaurant. Sure. But I think that, uh, you know, that you just have to understand that there's just certain things that you can and that you should be, you know, that that are okay to order for delivery. So I think that there's, yeah, you, you can be settling for certain delivery, but I think that it's just being smart with your delivery and understanding what you're getting and setting expectations for yourself for what you're delivering. Because they've, they've seriously, from, from the early days, and I remember back in the early, early days of pizza delivery, yeah, where yeah. It's, it, it's not going to be very good. You know, it's, it's going to be kind of cold by the time it gets to you. And now, with the innovations of the, the heat bags and the different things that they do with, with pizzas... You know, honestly, there's some pizza that we get, you know, that we order that you have to let it cool once it gets to you. Yeah. So those kind of innovations, I think exactly, you know, if you're ordering, you have to know what you're ordering and, and what the container is going to be and all of that. And it's kind of, you know, hit and miss, but the but, convenience of sitting on your couch yeah, and the game's going to start in 15 minutes <laughs> and going down to the restaurant to to get takeout just doesn't uh, factor in. It doesn't, you know, in a timely matter, it's not going to work. Right. Uh, yeah. Knowing the foods on the way, uh, kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing option to have. And I think that, uh, like I said, as long as you're aware of where you're at with it, what you're getting, it can be utilized to uh, make your day great. Make your meal great. Or at least acceptable. Exactly. can be an acceptable meal opportunity. So that goes back to what we first started talking about was, you know, 
what is your desired outcome for a meal opportunity? Right. And I think we've covered probably way more than people were interested in listening to oh, about by far. The, the different options, about yeah. how meal opportunities, you know, can be, you know, at any level acceptable where you feel healthy afterwards, you feel indulged afterwards, you feel I've taken care of my hunger and that's all I cared about. So it's really kind of a personal thing. I think we spent, uh, what, four episodes, half hour episodes basically, throwing out some different ideas, uh, some things that we've seen, some of the changes we've seen, but it's really a personal thing. I expect everybody after they've listened to these four episodes to sit and give yourself an hour of reflection and think about the meal opportunities that you've had in the past that you've squandered, the ones that you've really taken advantage of, and going forward, it's an easy calculation to know basically how many you have left and what are you going to do with them? I think it's important for everyone to just, yeah, like you said, reflect, look on it and, and uh, just be aware aware of your meal opportunities that they're there what they mean what do they mean to you and what are you going to do with them that was the point of this whole exercise exactly so hopefully we've uh, we've made people think a little bit about the past and their future and so this concludes our meal opportunities series i hope you've at least enjoyed it a little bit if not we tried Appreciate it, guys. See you next time.